Welcome back to another episode of Marianne and Wanda. I'm Andy. And I'm Allie. Yay! Yay. <laughs> We're back for another week. Um, going strong still. Going strong, yeah. <laughs> we haven't, we've only skipped when we've had to so far, actually. That's pretty impressive now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't, how's your week been, Andy? What you been up to? My week has been super busy. I've had a big meeting downtown three days this week, which I was a little bit stressed about on Monday. Monday, I woke up not feeling great. Like my throat was really sore. You can probably tell I don't sound 100%. And about halfway through the day, I messaged my boss and I was like, hey, I think I might need to go get a COVID test and maybe a strep throat test because I'm supposed to be downtown for this big meeting the next three days. And like, there's people flying in from all over the country and I don't want to expose any of them if I'm sick. And he was like, yeah, probably a good call. Go ahead and go. So that was unexpected to have to do Monday afternoon, but they said I just have sinus infection, so that's fine. Um, but I was like, oh, no, what if I have COVID or what if I've got strep throat like the day before I'm supposed to go to this big meeting? Yeah, that suck. Yeah, but I was like, I can't not get tested because what if I am and I get all these people sick? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's just a sinus infection. So that's been kind of annoying to deal with on top of everything. Um, but it was good. I had I had a full day of meetings Tuesday. And then most of today, and then yesterday, <clears throat> we went to manufacturing plant and one of the warehouses to do like a field trip, and that was really cool. I hadn't seen the manufacturing plant before, and they have like little robots everywhere, and Ooh. yeah, it was pretty cool. I think I think I would if I was in a different position, I would like working there, which. I would never have thought I would like to work in a warehouse or a manufacturing plant when I was younger, but the technology and stuff in the tire industry warehouses and manufacturing plants now is really high tech. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting, but at least tomorrow I'll be able to catch up on what I normally have to do for my day-to-day job. So that'll be nice just to not relax, but to be at home and be able to get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, your million emails, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been having a lot of the um, sales agents that are out in the field emailing me. I'm like, sorry, not available. <laughs> Please call me on Friday. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. But other than that, pretty normal week. What about down there on the island? I have been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been working a lot, um, but then also... God, what did, today's Thursday. Um, I guess on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, when I woke up, my refrigerator was making an incredibly loud noise. And there's definitely something broken in it. I don't really know what. Um, my landlord is coming this weekend, so she'll look at it and then get somebody out here to fix it. But it's like cold right now, but the freezer isn't freezing because of like the fan that's in there or something. Hmm. And then on top of that, right after I found that, um, I went out to the small shed um, at my house and I opened the door and I looked down and there's just like a huge puddle of water and the hot water heater's also been leaking. My life has been falling apart a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. Um, I've been playing, well, I baked something really cool this weekend. It's called 
I'm going to say it wrong now that I'm trying to say it on our podcast. Milfouille. <laughs> um, which is French for a thousand layers. And it's a pastry um, that's like a, a rough puff pastry. Um, and then like a nice vanilla custard in between. And it's super delicious. Um, so that was fun. And then I've also been playing a video game recently. Have you heard of the game Stray? No. Okay, it's a game where you just get to be a cat in like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. And the main game mechanics are like jumping and running and like, you know, like making biscuits and scratching things. And <laughs> I've been loving every minute of it. So that, that definitely sounds like a video game you would play. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. Thankfully, one of my friends had a Steam Deck that he's letting me use while I play it. It's tons of fun. I saw the pictures you posted of the pastries. They looked really good. What kind of filling is in it? It's a vanilla custard. Ooh, yum. So it's, yeah. Nice Are they, and- they served, like, cold or frozen, like, eclairs? No. Uh, usually they're served, like, room temperature, ideally day of. Hmm. I gave one to my friend's um, dad, and <laughs> I get this text message from him, and he's like, oh, no. I just saw my dad put this pastry in the microwave and heat it up. And now he's eating it like a steak. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can do this to this pastry. But apparently he really liked it. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it it's looked, okay. It <laughs> just looks feels really good. Yeah. Well, that's why you should live near me. You get free pastries. Mm. Are you going to open your bakery eventually? Have that on the menu? Yeah, maybe. Probably not that, let's be honest. We'll f- mm-hmm. figure that out later. Yeah. Anyway, wow. so we decided, we kind of talked about it at the end of our last episode, but then we decided to watch a TV show together. We've only committed to the first season so far, but I don't know. It's a great show. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll do like a few episodes at a time here and there. Not We're not going to do like back-to-back-to-back episodes on the same show. But we'll pepper some in here and there and yeah. Yeah. And I think we'll try to do, yeah, like three episodes, two or three episodes every time. Yeah. Um, and so the show that we picked is actually one that we've both seen, but we both really love. And it's Shits Creek. I I don't know if you guys have watched it before, but this is a really great show. And there's I think six seasons total. Yeah, we wanted to pick something that was like an easy watch, not very long, lighthearted, <laughs> and so this fit all the categories because they're only the episodes are only like 22 minutes long. So you can watch a couple at a time or you can watch like just a quick one, you know, before bed or something. And yeah. and it's it's lighthearted. So it's not something that, you know, takes a lot of brain power really to like remember mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, it it was a good a good choice. I think yeah. Adam and I watched this when I was on maternity leave last year. So it's been almost a whole year since we've seen it. And when we started rewatching it, it was almost like watching it again for the first time because it's been a while and we don't remember every little thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like we got to laugh all over again at it. Yeah. It's got a lot of uh, repeat capabilities. Like mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. So we did the first three episodes for this week. Mm-hmm. Of season one, to be clear. Yeah, I guess we should start with a little bit of background. Yeah, it's a show created by uh, the family, the father Dunn, father Dunn, 
father-son duo of uh, Danny Levy and Eugene. Eugene. I was like, wow, I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, they're the ones who created it. And I think they wrote a lot of the episodes. I think so. I, it, I did not realize for the longest time that they were related. <laughs> and I don't know how because it has their names on the bottom of the screen at the beginning of every episode. But I, yeah. I didn't know who was who and what they were doing. And I even thought in the beginning, like, wow, the cast, the casting people did a really good job or the makeup artists did a really good job of finding a father and son um, (laughs) or somebody to play the father and the son that had very similar eyebrows because Dan Levy's eyebrows are very, I don't know, I guess almost iconic that they're so big and bushy. They stick out and Mm -hmm. his, his dad, Eugene, his are too. And so I was like, well, maybe that's something that they, the makeup artists did like on purpose to kind of make them look more alike. But then when I realized that they were father and son, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) And then their daughter slash sister also plays Twyla. So Sarah Levy plays Twyla, who's the waitress um, at the the diner. I guess it was like the follow-up episode that they did about the cast behind the scenes and stuff. And I remember them saying that. Although I thought it was their, I thought it was the cousin, but maybe she is the daughter. I don't remember. I think she's the daughter. I just read the IMDb page for this. Now you're going to make me go look at okay, okay. Anyway, she's family. Yes. Eugene Levy works on the show with his real life son and daughter. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Why do you make me doubt myself? I don't know. Ridiculous. But this, um, this series has also won multiple, multiple awards for so many different things across so many different categories and I just looked it up before we started recording it has won 31 major awards some of those are like Canadian awards because this actually is a Canadian series a lot of them are American awards I guess but that's pretty impressive yeah it uh holds the record for the most Emmy wins for a single season of a comedy series and it's nine Emmys nine and they got, like, the five big ones, so that's Outstanding Comedy, and then, like, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best, best Actor, Best Actress. But then it also won in the wildcard category of, like, Contemporary Costumes, Writing, Casting, and Directing. So it's, like, overall an incredibly well-produced show. I will say the costumes are really good. Yeah. And I, th- I think I also saw that Dan Levy had a big part in the costumes like he designed most of the costumes for most of the characters and he was like very hands-on with picking out what each character was gonna wear in most scenes wow and like piecing the outfits together i believe it yeah this show definitely feels like a, a labor of love yeah so if you have not seen any of the episodes yet hopefully all of that and awards has convinced you to watch it yes (laughs) hypothetically you'll start with episode one which is called our cup runneth over and i um said that it was a strong pilot episode but i looked it up and it turns out that the actual pilot has never been aired so like episode one was made after the show had already been uh, picked up really allegedly huh so like normally and i don't know how production stuff like that works but normally does a show or a I guess yeah show start with a pilot episode and then it sees and then they see if it's going to be continued on for the rest of the 
of the season or do they have to commit to one season? No, it's usually it starts off with like, yeah, someone comes up with an idea for a show and they do a pilot episode um, and then they send that pilot episode around to um, like producing studios and then they the they decide whether or not they'll pick the show up for usually like one season at a time, I think, to yeah. start off with. Yeah, and I think usually the first episode that they air is the pilot episode. I think that they used to do, like during the summers, the networks would just like air a series of pilot episodes for different shows and then see if any of them got any interest. Hmm. I could be making all this up, but I'm pretty sure this is true. He's like, and- when had good ratings. Yeah, and see, like, yeah, which one, like, was actually watched and whatnot, and then use that to try and inform um, which shows they actually picked up. But hmm, That's interesting. Anyway, great opening episode, I would say. I agree. Just in the first, like, five minutes, you learn so much about the family that, like, it, I mean, normally if you were to give somebody an elevator pitch of your life or your story, it would take you a little while to kind of tell them all that you've been through and stuff like that but like t- I mean obviously tv has a good way of shortening everything down so that you get the big picture of what's going on in a short amount of time and mm-hmm. so like it starts out in the first like 10 seconds 30 seconds where we see that the family is losing everything that they've um had their accountant basically steal all their money in one way or another And they're having to pack everything up that they want to take with them and get out in like 15 minutes because the government's taking everything. So just in the like two minutes of the show, we get the full picture of what's going on. Yeah. And this is what happens when you don't pay your taxes. (laughs) The chaos in the first opening scene of the family, like what is going on? Everybody's trying to take all of our stuff. And then you see each of the four of them, like, packing up what they consider to be their most valuable possessions. Moira goes for the wigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, and I love it so much. Did you put Christy with Robin? They don't like each other. Yeah, it's funny that she has names for all of her wigs. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. That's how you distinguish them. She loves them all. Although I have heard that wigs are really expensive if they're well-made. Oh, so yeah. I kind of can see why why she would go for the wigs. I mean, yeah, of course, if you have any, like, diamonds or any expensive jewelry, like, that's probably something you want to grab, especially mm-hmm. if you are going to be poor now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I could also see why she picked the wigs, too. And, like, I think um, Alexis is trying to get all of her handbags back and mm-hmm. just the different stuff that they each go for, I think, is funny. Yeah. Yeah, but Christy with Robin, they don't like each other. (laughs) I love personifying your wigs like that. It makes me very happy. Yeah. And her response to, I think she was like, they were sitting with maybe like a, one of the agents. Yeah, some kind of government official. Yeah. And they were like, "Uh, no, uh, you've been left several assets, uh, really just like one or whatever. And Moira goes, the kids? <laughs> He's like, no, those are dependents. Which, yeah. is, which it's funny that the kids are c- still considered dependents because they're like in their late twenties and early. Th- like I think Alexis is late twenties and um, David is early thirties, and I'm pretty sure you can't legally have dependents that are older than like twenty six or something, or maybe twenty early twenties. So it's funny that they still consider them to be dependents and like children because they've had everything provided for them. Yeah. I think the cutoff age is 25, but yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I knew it somewhere around there. And honestly, they do, though. I can't believe that, like, none of them had, like, really any sort of job at all at that point. Yeah, Yeah, I guess they didn't really have... Well, no, David had a a gallery. Um, He mentions having a gallery to Roland and Jacqueline in one of the episodes that we watched where he had to go to dinner. And uh, or remember, like, um, David had to go to dinner with... Moira and Johnny to get the contract signed so that they mm-hmm. could put the town up for sale. And I think, I don't remember if it was Moira or Johnny, but one of them said, Oh, David, tell them about their gallery, about the gallery. And he says about how he used to run some kind of gallery. So he had some kind of entrepreneurial experience, but Alexis yes. did not. <laughs> I think we later find out that he had recently been fired, but don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. That happens in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Once they have to get out of their big mansion and like everything is taken out by what what was the department called? Because the lady who opens the door is like, ah, immigration? And he says, no. Treasury. Treasury. Okay. Yeah. Like it's funny to just see all these valuable things being taken out the door by the big crew of government people. And then it flashes forward to the roses being dropped off in Schitt's Creek mm-hmm. at a motel off of a Greyhound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, I guess we kind of missed the the part where when the government official says you have one asset, he says that you have this town that apparently Johnny had purchased for David at some point years ago as a joke for his birthday. He bought him a town mm-hmm. and the family is like wait you really bought that like why would you waste your money buying that and johnny's like that was the joke that was the joke oh he's <laughs> so, right it is the joke so the only thing that they have left to their name is the ownership of this town and so then the the scene flashes forward to them arriving in this town yeah and i did look it up and you can own a town and that yeah. means that you like own all the land and everything in it oh um, so you own the property of what the town sits on and yeah, and like everything in it and all the businesses and everything. And um, there's a guy who I think he's in, I don't remember where he is, um, but he owns a town and he owns it because he wants to put the buildings that he collects there. And so he buys like houses and bars or saloons and stuff and just gets these buildings carted over to his own town. Hmm. And he just, that's where he puts his collected buildings. I really like it. That's funny. Big- yeah, I didn't realize that somebody could actually own a town. Yeah. Like, I knew you could own a building in the town or own the property that the building sits on, but I didn't know you could, like, actually own the whole town. You better believe it. Yeah. A teeny tiny town um, of, like, 600 to maybe 1,000 people. Yeah, I always wondered what the supposed population of Schitt's Creek was. I think the town it's modeled after has a population of 600. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's, it's a TV show, whatever. And I did look it up. So I also grew up in a really small town and, but Carthage had 2,300 residents or it does now. So even it's like four times the size of Schitt's Creek. So Watertown, where I live, according to the 2020 census has a population of 1,698. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're all we're all <laughs> intimately familiar with small town life. 
And yeah. it's always very funny to me when people roll up and they don't like they have such high expectations for these tiny towns. Like yeah. honestly, I'm surprised that they even have a vet's office in Schitt's Creek. I was gonna say I'm surprised that they even have a Walmart in Carthage. <laughs> yeah, don't talk like, to me about that Walmart. I hate that Walmart. Yeah, that's that's one thing that Watertown has had an issue with is we don't have a, a real grocery store. Like we have we have a Dollar General that has you know any kind of like packaged whatever that you would need, and then we have we have a I guess it's a grocery store in the gas station, which there's only one gas station in Watertown. So it's like kind of a market, kind of a gas station. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more of a convenience store, but they have like five or six aisles, small aisles of like the basic stuff that you would need. So you can get your trash bags and your laundry detergent, but then they also have like plenty of canned stuff. Um, They have a little section of like, fruits and vegetables and some select meats and eggs but it's very very small and it's really overpriced so like I go once a week into Lebanon specifically for grocery shopping yeah <laughs> it's okay oh hi oh. Rosie did you hear her? <laughs> yeah I heard her. he's been making noise in there playing with Adam yeah so love the small towns I don't so in the second episode we start to hear a lot more about I think the people in the town and I think that's where we meet Ray right because he's the real estate agent and he's like every, he's the man about town and he runs all the businesses well, well actually, second episode, right? right when they first get to Schitt's Creek the first person from the town that they meet is the mayor yeah Roland <laughs> His name, the first time we heard it, Adam and I died laughing because his name is Roland Shit. Mm-hmm. And the play on words was just hilarious. But so that's the first person they meet when they get to this town, which they already are like, you know, mouths open, like, ew, what kind of place did we just come to? And then the first impression of the person that they meet is Roland, who's the mayor. He is like the epitome of like, hillbilly and kind of gross and no manners and so they're like ew is this the representation of the whole town but I thought it was funny that Roland when he first you know basically came to greet them to the town but he couldn't take a hint that the Roses wanted to just have a minute to like settle in kind of relax in this motel that they've been given two rooms in and he just like hangs out in their room for an extended period of time and then blows up their bathroom before leaving Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but anyway I thought that was funny that that was the first interaction with a local that they have in the town was not only the mayor but the character of Roland Mm -hmm. great it definitely looks like he mostly just has a pillow stuffed up his shirt and isn't actually that fat yeah (laughs) which is my favorite thing about him yeah but yeah i think in the i think it's the second episode we are introduced to another local character ray who is the only real estate agent in the town just again how small it is that's right ray is funny also he looks like he's wearing fake teeth Oh, he does. I never thought about that. Because his teeth are so big and white. Yeah. They look like dentures. Maybe they are. Maybe. But or yeah. Maybe Ray we is... just made fun of his very real teeth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
I think he's a goofy guy. I like him a lot. I like it yeah. when he and Roland are both like very obtuse about the sign and they're like, well, it's his sister, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really funny. And that they are like, yeah, people come all over to take pictures with our sign. And Johnny's like, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Of course they do. <laughs> it's all very good. But it's funny that. And it goes to show in lots of places, too. I'm sure there's examples in Watertown where people who've lived somewhere for so long that see something every day, they don't think twice about it. So, like, all the residents of Schitt's Creek, they drive past this welcome to Schitt's Creek sign, like, probably every day. And nobody thinks twice about it. But as soon as Johnny gets to town, he takes one look at it and was like, what is going on in this town? (laughs) This sign is so inappropriate. (laughs) <laughs> everybody's like what are you talking about that sign's been up there for years and years and yeah. Roland, Roland's like that's my great grandfather <laughs> and his sister it's <laughs> so or, funny or whoever it's, it was <laughs> it's his sister yeah yeah his, yeah I think his grandfather great grandfather and that also goes to show that it's pretty common especially for among people who have been in a town for a long time when somebody new comes to town and they they say things like that where Johnny's like we've got to change this sign a lot of the old people in the town roll their eyes like, oh, these, you know, out-of-towners are coming in. They're going to try to make all these changes and walk yeah. all over us. And this is how it's been for 50 years and whatever. Those young that. whippersnappers. Yeah, I've seen that in Watertown so much where people, like, for the longest time, Watertown was a dry town. And they would not have any, the only um, place that you could buy beer was at the, the gas station um grocery store combo that we have and they almost did not open that store because they almost did not get a permit to sell beer there and that was for a long time um and so there's there's like a couple restaurants in Watertown but the Mexican restaurant you couldn't get a beer or a margarita Mm -hmm. for a long time there was no other places to buy any alcohol no liquor store um yeah Carthage was the same yeah, and that's that's been changed very, very recently. Like, within the past five years, we, we got a liquor store. But before that, like, you couldn't buy liquor or wine anywhere. You had to go to Lebanon. Um, you could just buy a case of beer at the, um, the gas station, and that was it. But for a long time, that's just how it was. And so when they had this liquor store come, and when you, now you can get a margarita at the Mexican restaurant – some of the older people in the town was like, no, that's too much change. We don't want that. We like our dry town and whatever, <laughs> you know, just like something that's different than what they're used to. And so, yeah, that, that reminded me of that when everybody was like, no, we've had this sign for however many years. Like, this is normal. People coming in trying to change things. Who do you mm-hmm. think you are? Oh, it was so funny. Yeah. But I do think it's funny that Roland's like, I can fix the problem. And then he just adds an additional sign <laughs> to the original sign and it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> no, because it just says, don't worry, it's his sister. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, that's still, it doesn't look like they're in a good position. You guys, we'll, we'll probably post a picture of this sign um, and on our Instagram. But I tell you, it's, yeah, it's not a, it doesn't look great. It's not a yeah. great image to portray is what I'll say. <laughs> It is hilarious, though, that, like, who originally 
looked at the the plans for this sign, was like, yep, that looks good. Send it over to printing. And then the printing people was like, yep, no issue with this. Print the sign. And then the person who installed the sign was like, hmm, looks good to me. Install the sign. Like, how many people did it pass through that was just like, eh, yeah, it's fine. And put it up. <laughs> God, actually, probably not that many considering it's a teeny tiny town. But yeah. it, that also reminded me of there's a sign in Watertown that says it's at... Um, it's actually at another gas station, which I don't think is even operational anymore, but the building structure is still there. Mm-hmm. But there's a sign out front that says maple syrup. Like, I guess you can get, I don't know, not local, but you can get, I don't know, you can get maple syrup there, which I guess needed a sign out front. And <laughs> for whatever reason, but syrup is spelled wrong. And it's like a sign that they had made it's not like a handwritten sign Mm -hmm. and it's spelled s-y-u-r-p so it looks like maple syrup and (laughs) isn't that hold on how do you think you spell syrup s-y-r-u-p what did you just say it has the u and the r flipped oh so like instead of being spelled like syrup it's spelled i see syrup (laughs) i see i thought you spelled it right and i was like hold on (laughs) (laughs) no but one but it was like probably one of the first times that i even came to watertown with adam it was across from the storage unit and he was getting something out of there and i looked over and i was like i think that sign is spelled wrong and then i even had to look it up because i was like yeah, that's definitely spelled incorrectly. And I was like, how many people had to design that sign and then, like, you know, get approval for it, get it printed, delivered, installed? And how many people noticed that spelling mistake? And if it's none, that's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was another example that I thought of when I was, um, when we were making notes about the sign in Schitt's Creek, the yeah. Maple Syrup sign. It's still there in Watertown. <laughs> I hope they never take it down. Can, is it on the real- outside of the building? Yeah, it's on the outside, like, close to, um, it's close to the edge of the little parking lot. But it's really, really old and faded now, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down eventually. If it falls yeah. down, I might just have to go get it and take it home. Just cause Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, like, I'm very tempted to just go steal the sign. Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds amazing. Maple syrup. <laughs> My favorite sign in Carthage, um, because it was it's also been a dry town, um, is just a sign that was on the side of one of the restaurants that just said cold beer and then a phone number. <laughs> presumably call for a delivery of cold beer, which I really liked. We still do. The sign's still that up. That was pre-Uber Eats. And- <laughs> you <laughs> like, think there's them. Uber Eats in Carthage? <laughs> no, no. I meant before that was even like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. They had the idea first. Yeah, you could get pizza delivery. Maybe. I don't know about in Carthage. Not in Watertown, but pizza delivery or beer delivery. Yeah. Do they have pizza delivery in Carthage? Um, While we were growing up, they did have delivery, but it was only in like the proper town, so they oh, yeah. wouldn't deliver to my house. Yeah. But there's a new Domino's that went in and the word on the street is that they will deliver all the way to my mom's house, which is wild. That is wild. We do not have pizza, a pizza place in Watertown anymore. We had one that was a homemade, like authentic pizza restaurant. 
and it was called Nona Lisa Pizzeria. It was so good. And they just closed like within the last year. I think they got hit by COVID really hard and the owner was ready to do something different. But they had it open for like 10 years and now there's no pizza in Watertown. Yeah, but no, there's no food delivery out here in Watertown. No. Anyway. Okay, so... Um, I feel like we kind of skipped over episode two, and I had some fun trivia that I wanted to share on that. Okay. So it's called The Drip, and it opens with um, John waking up with water dripping from the ceiling of their hotel room, and it's like brown, gross water, and it's dripping all over his face and his head. And apparently Dan Levy wrote the script for this one, and he did it because Eugene doesn't let anyone touch his hair like he's very private and personal about his hair and he likes it a certain way and he doesn't let anyone touch it and so Danny wrote into the script that he gets all this gross brown water dripped into his hair and that is so funny that is funny I I also thought it was funny that he I can't remember exactly what the quote was but he was like Moira Moira there's water dripping there's gross water dripping on me and when he wakes her up she says something along the lines of like oh why did I have to wake up like she would would have rather died than have to live another day in this old motel room and it just goes to show how dramatic Moira is and it's awesome (laughs) my grandma used to say stuff like that all the time she'd say I'd rather die than be in this restaurant anymore (laughs) and Moira is the same way I also noticed I think it was this episode um where Moira is wearing um black and white polka dotted pajamas that are silken that's almost like a suit yeah, she has, like, a, a vest that she wears to bed. Yeah, the vest is really weird. But the silken pajamas are very, very similar to ones that my grandmother had as well. And so I now I just have this image of Moira being a young Helen Marinchin. <laughs> I I could see that, actually. I remember your grandma's pajamas. I remember her walking around your house in them. Yeah, she wore the same ones for forever. <laughs> quality pajamas. Yeah. This was also a fun episode because we got to see small town life um, for the youngsters. And that was the bonfire in the woods. And I have to say, I'm very glad that I never was part of that scene in Carthage because it seems like it would go very similar to that. Um, Where like Stevie was like, oh yeah, I've dated or hooked up with everyone in this party. And um, yeah, they just like go drink in the woods because there's nowhere else to go. (laughs) Yeah, that's, and that is actually really common in a lot of um small towns i don't know for sure where the youths in watertown hang out i think they hang out in the gas station grocery store parking lot with their like big lifted loud trucks and Mm -hmm. and all that but in lebanon they hang out at sonic oh my gosh if you drive down main street like anytime after about six or seven o'clock on any given night of the week especially on friday and saturday all you can hear is these loud rumbling trucks that just like (laughs) drive up and down the street and then they turn around and drive up and down the street again and then they just go park at sonic i would be so annoyed to have to listen to these loud trucks my whole shift if i worked there yeah i would too but yeah they have their their bonfire party in the woods alexis has so many good one-liners but i thought it was funny that Stevie invited David to go to the bonfire and David was like oh heck no I'm not going to that and Alexis just invites herself 
Mm-hmm. She's like, ooh, I love that journey for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that since this series aired. And I don't know if that's where that originated. But, ooh, I love that journey for me. Or I love that journey for you. <laughs> I think it was probably from this. Yeah. I also love when she says, we both decided it was best for her boyfriend to see other people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was a mutual decision, Alexis. I'm yeah, sure you both had that. That he broke up with her. Yeah, sure, sure. But, so Alexis, Alexis is on the hunt when she goes to this bonfire because she wants to try to make her ex-boyfriend jealous. Mm. But you said her height requirement was that somebody had to be 5'7", which, yeah, is actually... A pretty a pretty short height requirement I feel like for most guys I don't know what the average men's height is in the U.S. but I feel I, like probably taller than 5'7". No I think it's like actually 5'7". Oh 5'9". I'm a little wrong. So around a century ago the average height was 5'7 but now the average height is 5'9 for an American male. Anyway mm. continue. So she's like I just need somebody who's at least average height and she has, like, a couple other things that are her requirements that are kind of, I think, just based on looks. So that yeah. she can go get some pictures and make it look like she's moved on and she can send them to Stavros and make yeah. him jealous. And I think that backfires because, like, he's also posting a lot of pictures with, like, other models and stuff like that. Like, he obviously didn't have the same, not love, but the same attraction I guess to her and or I don't know I guess it went a whole lot of that but she gets her pictures with um a couple guys from the bonfire Mm -hmm. so she's satisfied (laughs) yeah you know I thought it was really funny that you said that you would play Alexis in the show if if you could yeah I, I wanted to know if you could play one character who would you play but then also separately who was your favorite character? Because if I could play one character, I would play Alexis because I really like her outfits and I love her hair. But she's also, I think I don't know if it's a nervous thing or just a habit where she touches her hair so much. Mm-hmm. But it's probably on purpose because she's very materialistic um, and, you know, probably spends a lot of money on her hair and hair products and stuff like that. She knows it's one of her best assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would. I think I would like to play that character because I like all the costumes. Okay, but you wouldn't want to be Alexis. You just want to play her. No, no, I wouldn't. Want okay, to. that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know who I would play. I'll have to think about it. You can ask me again next week. I'm not. I'm not ready to answer that question. I could see you playing Stevie. I it's because I feel like I am like Stevie because I'm just <laughs> mad at everything all the time and I'm just. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a teeny tiny small town. Uh, I feel like I, I would be Stevie in real life, but <laughs> I don't know if that's who I would want to play. It might be a later character in a different season. I do have a favorite character, though, and I think that we have the same favorite. I love Moira. I think that she's very dramatic. I love her voice. I love the way she says David. I like that she sleeps in a vest because who sleeps in a vest? <laughs> Yeah, her, the dramaticness that is her life is so funny. Mm -hmm. Like, it's also funny that she still cares so much about people in this little podunk town, think, of Mm -hmm. her, that she brought all of these wigs with her, and she has a different 
wig every day. Not only just a new outfit every day, she has a new wig every day. And so it's like she's still trying to keep up the appearance that she is very affluent and has a lot of money and and all that. Even though everybody in the town knows their story that they lost everything. Yeah. It's like not exactly a well-kept secret. Otherwise, why would you be in Schitt's Creek? (laughs) Maybe, Maybe she has the mentality of look good, feel good. And her wigs make her feel good, so or make her look good, and so she feels good. One thing she has left. (laughs) Yes, I do love her wigs. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're really funny, and also that she like crawls in the closet to cry when she googled herself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need a minute away from reality. I'm gonna crawl in this dark closet. Yeah, and then she's depressed, and the thing that gets her out of her depression is teaching acting to kids. Uh-huh. And it's just like Roland's wife is just trying to get her to help her out, like kind of quickly for a little bit um, for like these very young kids. And Moira was taking it so seriously and like really getting into the acting for this. I think it's like a, a drunk driver, like a warning yeah, something. Get or whatever. Yeah. Like don't drink and drive kids. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> that's why this is why these are all the reasons why she's my favorite. Yeah. She's like, who wrote this terrible script? And <laughs> Jacqueline is like, that was me. Jocelyn. <laughs> or Jocelyn. Jocelyn, not Jacqueline. God, jeez, Andy. We can never have a <laughs> podcast if you're going to mispronounce everyone's name. Jeez. I do I hear- love Moira's enunciation, though. Like, and I think it was in the recap episode after the series finished where. I think that was not intentional at first, but when um, Catherine O'Hara first started, like, bringing the character to life, she was, I think it was in that episode that she was like, I feel like that character just needs an accent. And so she committed to doing that accent for the entire series for that character just because it made it that much more interesting. Yeah. She chose well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, more yeah I don't it. know. I feel like we could keep talking about this, but I'm worried that I mean we're gonna keep doing episodes, so I don't wanna I don't wanna get all shits creaked out. That's true. Yeah, I think this is probably a good recap of the first three first three episodes. Yeah. Let us know what you think too. Yeah, and uh obviously watch it. It's available on Netflix for until October first, I think, and then it switches to Hulu. Yeah. Should we rate the first three episodes or do you want to rate like at the end of each season or, well, I guess we're just committing to the first season now, but do you rate it or no? I say, here's what we do. Maybe we pick our favorite of the ones we've watched and give it a rating. And before we do this, I just want you to know that I think like five of the seasons of Schitt's Creek have a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and the first one has like a 93 or a 96. So like incredibly well rated already. So Hmm. What's your favorite episode and what do you rate it? My favorite one is probably going to be the third one. The one with the sign, the town sign so far. And part of the reason I do like that one the most is that we get to see a lot more of the town itself and the people like we're introduced to the town council and uh, the cafe. We see Twyla at the cafe and just, you know, a lot more of the characters and I think it's just the beginning of a lot of the change that the roses are going to try to bring to this small town. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's why I like this one the best out of the three. And mm-hmm. I would probably, for laughs, I would probably give it like 4.5 out of five stars. 
Oh, we can do stars. Oh, okay. Signs. (laughs) (laughs) Signs for you. Um, I think those are all very valid reasons, but I think my favorite episode is the first one um, because we get to see the introduction to all these characters and then like their first introduction to the town too. Yeah. And um, it feels, yeah, it feels very nice. Uh, Like the start of something, not to quote High School Musical, but the start of something new. Um, yeah, and so I would give it, I guess, uh, I'd give it, yeah, four and a half, five, nah, four and a half cups out of five. Four and a half out of five. Yeah. <laughs> same same one. Great start. Can't wait to see where this season goes. Can't wait for all of you to watch it with us. Yeah, and so I guess just another reminder, All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers is the book we're going to be doing next. We're doing that episode will come out on Friday, September 30th, 30th. So you have just about two weeks to read it and get prepared for it. If you plan on listening to it with us or listening to what we say about it and then (laughs) (laughs) have you started it yet? Uh, No, I haven't read any more since I last spoke to you. I'm I'm about I think I'm a little over 50 pages in. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good so far. It's jumping forth between two different time periods. So that it's good. It's still kind of setting up everything. But yeah. So hopefully you'll join us for that one. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review. You can reach us at Marianne and Wanda Podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda Podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.